Hello, world, and welcome to Critical Hit, a foul mouth podcast where we talk about everything. I am your host, Red King, and with me always is Crimson and Chrono Warden. Hello! Greetings from the other side. Nice. Ooh. Tonight, like we are we're doing another series. Hey, man, fuck you. I got beef. What? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. It's, time. it's secretly another super. <laughs> it is a uh, shit. We are doing top ten video games. We are doing our. We're doing ten tonight. Yes, 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 yes. I've been preparing. <laughs> and what will be a long-running series as we get through probably the most nostalgic and amazing uh, trip down memory lane that we have done thus far. Or we find out that our games suck. <laughs> oh, that would suck. <laughs> are you guys ready? We're ready. We are Critical Hit and Top 10 Video Games. Number 10 starts now. All right. Um, before we begin, we are gonna we're gonna get back into whack snacks. So, in the immortal world, words of Darkwing Duck, let's get dangerous. <laughs> You're just full of pissing fucking vinegar. I don't, I don't I don't know what it is today, man. I watched that show like quite a bit over uh, the last couple of days, and it's needless. So, anyways. Once again, you will join us in our quest, never-ending quest, to find out if that snack tracks or is that snack whack here with Whack Snacks. That was, that was amazing. Oh. <laughs> what? That was, oh my gosh. What is it? Uh, here we go. It is Larvettes. Oh, Fuck you! <laughs> These are Larvettes, the original worm snack, <laughs> spelt with an X. <laughs> oh, we've got ourselves a variety. We've got cheddar cheese, barbecue, and Mexican spice. Uh, <laughs> and Mexican spice. I'm yeah. about to just take Mexican spice just in the hopes that it washes out the... Uh, <laughs> the worminess of yeah, it. Yeah, dog. What the fuck? So uh, this kind of escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it fucking did. So now here's the thing. I'm going to say that this was a ringer. <laughs> okay. It's so, a ring worm. <laughs> maybe. So I had another I had another wax snack in mind, but as as I stated before the episode, it was out of stock. So I was like panicking. I was like, I need to get something. <laughs> and I got worms. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna try all of these. I'm not. I'm gonna do one. Fuck that. No, we each gotta pick a flavor. All right, well, yeah, we'll do okay. That. So right, you I'll get Mex Mexican spice. I'm gonna go with fucking barbecue because <sighs> I'm getting cheddar cheese. <laughs> Why do I gotta get the most plain? It don't, you want to know it? Doesn't matter. They're all gonna suck. <laughs> Garen fucking to you. It's gonna suck. <laughs> They're all fucking worms. Hey, so here's the thing though. There's one gram of protein per. What the fuck? Hold up. How many grams is in this? It says this? serving size is one. So the entire fucking package is only one gram of protein. <laughs> Yo, this whole thing that bugs are protein is bullshit. <laughs> Why would I? Uh, gosh darn things got legs. I almost fucking said something I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> okay, let's smell it first. I there is nothing good. It about doesn't. This, bro. It's 
It smells like dirt <laughs> and possibly cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like dirty cheese. Yeah, oh, Lord. Okay, <laughs> French cheese out here. <laughs> this is a, this, French people, I love you, but your cheeses suck. Yeah, yeah, I, I do want to point that out. I agree. So uh, this is probably the your first. Spree. <laughs> this is the first and hopefully last fucking time I'll ever say this. Gentlemen, are your worms out? <laughs> uh, My worms yeah. out, bro. Why is it so fucking ah? What did I do this for? Yeah, you pick these, you <laughs> sack of shit. It's not a sack of shit. It's a bag of worms. Are you guys oh, ready? Oh, jeez, really? Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, Dibosia. <laughs> hmm. What the hell? Fuck me. <laughs> huh. No. That, that wasn't too bad. I expected it to be worse. And another. Mine doesn't really taste like cheese. It just tastes like It doesn't worm. taste like anything. Hmm. <laughs> Except for crunchy carapace. That's I need now a stuck in my teeth. I need a particularly cheesy one. Carapace in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're <a fucking> idiot. <laughs> oh no. Oh, he choked on his worm. <laughs> No, I wasn't ready. So, <laughs> so, something else happened. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> Can I have a barbecue? I'm oh. That was wild, dude. Try a Mexican spice. Yeah, I didn't think that we were going to try all these. But... I'm not, so. <laughs> Let me have a Mexican spice. Okay, let's just see if I so, eat a bunch of them, see what happens. <laughs> he just turns into a worm. <laughs> Fucking earthworm gym. Damn, these are terrible. This is a Mexican spice, I think. I feel like I'm eating a lot of worms right now. Yeah, like there's all. I feel like it passes back, back and forth like seven times. <laughs> you deserve it. I think I'm ready to render a decision on this one. So I have, I have thoughts, but we're gonna render a decision. <laughs> Whack. Whack. Whack as fuck. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go further into it and elaborate. They all taste the fucking same. You have different flavors. No, the Mexican one was different. No, fuck it that. It was a lot different. It tastes like fucking plant soil. <laughs> Is this a cheddar one? They're orange. Yeah. They're all fucking orange. <laughs> They're just various <laughs> versions wow, of <dude>. orange. <laughs> They don't taste. They, it was just they, worms, my dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They don't even have actual Bro, flavor. Bro, it was worms. It was dirt. dirt so was I, the flavor. So I literally just ate worms. <laughs> so here's here's my. I have a theory. This is an ongoing, ever building theory. As I taste these worms in my mouth. No, the cheddar was actually pretty good. Fuck that. I don't think they're different. I think they put different. Boxes and different colored powders on them, but I think it's all just worm. I think that it was just a fucking cruel joke. <laughs> Let's see if we can get these idiots. As they're just, horrible, it's just bad. The texture is bad. The taste is bad. <laughs> Don't eat worms. That cheese is pretty good on it. I swear on everything I fucking love. The cheese, the cheese actually tastes really fucking good. Are these the cheesy fuckers? Yeah. I'm trying to get Yeah, that's whack though. I'm curious. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I have no follow-up. It's whack. Yep. 
Yeah, it's whack. That's just and we will. Love. Uh, they need to put more cheese. That needs to be like a cheese puff. <laughs> we will see you again next time, hopefully, where we don't eat fucking worms again. That's a low hanging fruit right there with whack snacks. <laughs> it's gross. <sighs> and here we are at the main event. It's so disgusting. <laughs> All right. Anyways, yes. <clears throat> Stop eating them. Fuck this idiot. is gross. <laughs> I'm, I'm washing it down is what I'm doing. We are um, We're going to do our top 10 games. And um, I think <laughs> I think it's actually been one of the hardest ones I've had to put together because like it when you get to sit there and just pick it her platform was like, oh, this is my favorite DS games. Oh, this is my favorite PlayStation games. All the and like you had, you kind of have that um that barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as it blows up, and you're just like, these are my top ten of all time. This is just the best fucking ones. It <laughs> yeah. was hard. That shit balloons quick, and then you start to realize, man, I've probably played too many video games in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Never. So now with nostalgia in our hearts and worms in our teeth, we will. No, we my will. teeth are clean now. <laughs> well, good for you. Mine aren't. I ate too many. <laughs> well, stop slurping them down like you're a fucking robin after a rainy April morning. <laughs> that was really sick. That was, yeah, it was clever. And that was also a double entendre because Robin is also. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let him finish. <laughs> hey, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Who wants to Who wants to go first on this one? I'll take first. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm still washing this down with this Dr. Pepper, this sweet, sweet, delicious Dr. Pepper. That strawberries and cream hits different. Yeah, especially after you eat worms. In so, no way a paid <laughs> advertisement for Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It could change at any time. Dr. Pepper at Dr. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> get us up. We can make this happen. Please. Um, so after a long, long period of thinking, I realized that the one game that stands out as it's a fantastic game. And mind you, this is the top 10. So this is not to this is not a knock on the game that it is in the 10th spot because it is very important to be still. But uh, it had to be Crash Bandicoot for me. The first one? I'm going to kind of say as a series. Okay. Um, uh, because the first three specifically we'll talk about. Well, um, they came out relatively close. Yeah. Yeah. All generally in October developed. By Naughty Dog Studios. Yeah, yeah. Before the they became just Uncharted, the company. Um, and now I, I gotta I gotta pull up the name. Wasn't Naughty Dog also The Last of Us? Yes. Yes, yeah. Which to be fair was Uncharted with Zombies. Well, Uncharted <laughs> Uncharted with Mushroom Monsters. Yeah, true. <laughs> Which I guess could also be a Super Mario spinoff, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, that'd be a sick Mario game. So the the thing, one of the things that I kind of want to just get you know get out of the way, the Naughty Dog founders, Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin. So these guys, I, I did a little bit of studying on them, and a little bit of um, there was a lot of video essays and things like that about them and how Crash Bandicoot just happened. 
So I do want to kind of just make a comment on this before I get into the game itself that I'm, I'm very impressed with like the backstory of how it came to be. So essentially, excuse my burping. <laughs> essentially, this was when, you know, we were in the, the starting phases of can't remember the number generation, but N64, PlayStation 1, all those, Sega Saturn. And, you know, this was before the PlayStation 1 actually got released. So they heard about it and said, hey, we're going to make our pitch to Sega and Sony. So Sega was like, fuck, no, we're not doing that, which is kind of bullshit. <laughs> but uh, well, they already had a mascot. Yeah, yeah. Which th that was kind of obviously, you know, Sony didn't have a mascot. So th it was kind of a better shot anyways. And I think they, they kind of had that in mind. So Sony was like, yeah, we're game. But, uh, you know, the, the original conception of Crash Bandicoot was a wombat at first, which was a little weird. <laughs> but wombats were a more known animal from down under. Right. <laughs> um, so basically what it turned into was they wanted to make a game about a bandicoot, lesser known uh, lesser known animal from Australia. What are you laughing about? So just the fact that you went into Wombat. So he and I have listened to Dungeons and Daddies. Yes. And one of the players, Freddie Wong, goes off about the capabilities of a Wombat a lot. Like the speed of its... How fast it can burrow, how fast it can run. In real world, like, yeah. It's, it's like his fucking spirit animal. You know, I mean, maybe it should have been a Wombat. Because apparently Bandicoots are just sleepy. Uh, <laughs> not if they're crashing <laughs> yeah <laughs> which came from the fact that he just runs in the boxes that that was that was where they got the name um well i mean like when you have like sonic he's just fast yeah mario yeah. was originally called jump man he just jumped so it came down to they were like you either let us do a bandicoot or we're not doing the game which is kind of interesting oh fucking yeah gangster. <laughs> yeah yeah they were just like we're not making a fucking game if we can't make a bandicoot <laughs> So they were like, yeah, which is weird because like, like what you, about a wombat? What about you eat my ass? <laughs> what about you eat my ass, well, Pat? Well, here's the thing. Funny, funny story about ass. Um, what? They, they actually, they actually originally called it. This code name was so the Sonic ass game. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so, what? <laughs> so they were like, oh, we're going to make a 3D platform, which has never been done. But they're like, you know, when it comes to the mascot character, you usually get to see like a full image of them. And it's like very iconic because it's side scrolling. You see their faces. They're like, but now it's like playing Sonic, but <laughs> you're only looking at his ass. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah yeah so they called it the sonic's ass game <laughs> that is hilarious so they you know as as time went on you know they they developed the game developed the game more and they realized that there was a limitation to how the playstation handled basically data being processed through the gpu and the cpu so the idea is for some reason, they had everything kind of through C programming language. So the data would start, go through C programming language, go to the GPU, which was a very weird way of doing things. That, But that's how the PlayStation did it. So Gavin was like, fuck that. I know something I'm going to do. And he essentially like, he like hacked the system more or less. So what he did is he made the data instead be processed through the CPU, then sent to the GPU. 
So they had so essentially the idea is that the C programming language bottlenecked the amount of data that could actually get sent to the GPU, whereas the CPU did not. Wow. You know, so he had, he basically just made an end around. You're not supposed to do that, but he did. And that's why it looked as good as it did. And they were able to have so many animations and this, that, and the other thing. There's a whole lot more to it. And he explains it a lot better. So, <laughs> so obviously, go watch the video if you got time. But it was just it, like just seeing the development of it made me like the game more. Um, but, you know, aside from that, it's like I remember getting a PlayStation and I remember, you know, Crash Bandicoot being one of the first games that we got for that PlayStation. And I remember that instantly from that point. It was just that like. Insanity Beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it kicked off with a banger, bro. And it was like, like just looking at just the whole world around it being so like colorful and awesome. And, you know, the, the platforming being so like, it was difficult. Didn't realize it at the time. I'll be honest, because when I was younger, I was better at video games. <laughs> had no fear. Yeah, yeah. You didn't overthink it. Like, yeah, now I'm like, I feel like I'm actually going to die if I, if I fall in that pit. <laughs> and then, like, you die a bunch of times, you blink, and you realize you haven't been blinking. It's like, fuck, my eyes are on fire. <laughs> my muscle memory is trash. And speak, you know, and. Speaking of blinking, like the expressiveness of Crash Bandicoot was a big thing. Like, yeah. like everything was meticulously planned. Even him, like looking back at the camera and winking, and like the eyebrow movements and everything like that. Like that was all stuff that they were like, "Hey, we need to make sure out of your you can't hit me with the eyebrows." As I'm trying to explain, <laughs> hit him with the damn eyebrows. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're like, "Hey, we need to make sure that this is a very impactful character," and it and it really was, man. the The way that the worlds were built, um, you know, tight gameplay. Yeah, Crash was really good. Oh yeah, and and even till this, like the fact that it still kind of lasts till this day, of it being you know just a very solid game. And Crash Bandicoot Four came out not long ago. A couple and, of years, yeah. Yeah, and that was a very solid game. And it's like they went through a weird phase where they, there couldn't be a good Crash game. It was really sad. I, <laughs> um, I beg to differ, man. Like I'm looking back on some games. You know, obviously this has been just constantly looking back and shit that I've played before <clears throat> stuff that was commercially fucking very, very poorly received, but I don't remember like uh crash twin sanity and twin sanity was good. There was a uh, mind over mutant. I loved the mind over mutant games. Yeah, so that was they were repetitive, <laughs> but I, I think that a lot of the times, cause that was um the times when I was playing those games, I was like, kind of young and I was more or less enthralled by the edgy, you know, <laughs> bombastic reviewers that, you know, <laughs> like the G4 generation oh, of fucking shows where they're just like, Hey man, this is stupid. Then they cut to a dumb little fucking skit and they think they're so fucking cute, but they're just talking heads for like, you know, there's basically the same shit that's wrong with IGN. Yeah. But, Ooh, that's <laughs> That's true. That's a shark cut. Mm -hmm. However, you cannot uh, deny that. It, what was it? It was Cortex Strikes Back was the one on the PlayStation 2 and GameCube and all that, I want to say. Because um, Wrath of Cortex was Crash Bandicoot 2. No, Wrath of Cortex was 3. 
No, I'm stupid. Yeah, (laughs) I'm an idiot. Um, But whatever the one was on on the PlayStation 2 and GameCube, it the the load times. So (laughs) so that was a very interesting because it was funny because the loading screen was Crash Bandicoot falling through like a warp zone or like time and space. And it just went on forever. <laughs> like, it was unreasonably long. <laughs> but games had load times back then. Dude. Dude. <laughs> it was like a problem. Right. But my thing is, is that so Soul Calibur 2 is a game that by all accounts would be graphically more impressive than Crash it, Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. And it had very little load time. They, like, if it was loading too long, the game had crashed. I could find a way to argue about it. I just can't figure it out right well, now. Well, so here's the other thing is that tribal was, tats were bad <clears throat> for, for Crash Bandicoot when they, they gave they, him the tribal tats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely bad. Make him look all <clears throat> fucking monster energy and shit. <laughs> I'm Kyle Bandicoot. So and then, I'm going to break some drywall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, did it. <laughs> but there was a there was a weird changing of hands. That happened, and basically the idea was naughty, naughty dog, naughty dog, naughty daddy dog. Which another little little interesting thing. Apparently, um, I want to say Gavin owned a dog named Morgan, and that's where the the name naughty dog came from. Yeah, it's simple, yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. really um, easy. Um, but the the changing of, of hands was strange because naughty dog did not want to. They basically wanted the full rights from Universal for Crash Bandicoot. So here's the thing. You remember, if you remember the first Crash Bandicoot, their little fucking scroll of developers and stuff like that, Universal was on there. Really? Yeah. So the thing about Universal is that they were very shady about how they were uh, handling things. So they Naughty Dog wasn't front and center in any type of like press releases or anything like that. It was all universal. Right. Universal was essentially taking all the credit for the game. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So they were like, fuck that. I don't want to be part of Universal anymore. (laughs) And then they were like, oh, well, if you want to leave Universal, then you don't get Crash Bandicoot. And that's that's basically why everything eventually got really, really weird for Crash Bandicoot was, you know, they, they didn't own the rights. So they left, and they were like, fuck it. We'll just give it to the next developer we can get. And then I think that was Activision. Um, well, I thought Insomniac developed for a little while on Crash. I very well could be wrong on that. Did Insomniac? For some reason, that, that does sound right. <laughs> I remember even the one for the Game Boy Advance was fucking really good. There yeah, like the side-scrolling ooh, one. They had some solid ones. But, you know, the original trilogy, and they, they all kind of, they, they started building and building, so they had a really good uh, base to it, and then you start getting power-ups in the second game, and that, that was cool, because you, you get all these, you know, and granted, you look back on it now, and it's like, it was things to make the game slightly easier, like, a double jump made the game slightly easier, because if you effed up on your jump, you get another try, basically, <laughs> so... You know, but you know, slide. Bandicoot has the force. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He can just air jump. <laughs> I wish I could do that. And for the longest time when I was little, I thought I could train myself to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just jump and then pump your arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The apex of your four-inch like vertical leap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you start to realize that you were like 
probably 150 pounds at the age of 10. And that, that was just horrifying. Subject to the laws of gravity. Like, whoops, didn't work. Like, shit. Um, but, you know. If I somersault in the air, that's a double jump. <laughs> True. The front flip, which was, like, so cool when he, whenever Crash Bandicoot jumped. Because, like, you know, you play Sonic and he just turns into a little ball. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah, and that's then why Knuckles is a better character. Mario does a showroom can every time he jumps. <laughs> yeah, he puts he puts the arm up like he's trying to hit him with the dragon punch, and ain't nobody ready for that. <laughs> Mario put that on you with them big hands, he'd fuck you up. Um, but and he can throw fireballs. Okay, that's that makes perfect oh. sense why they made him like Ryu in uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm today years old. Um, <laughs> but Crash Bandicoot was always cool because he would do a fucking front flip. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was like just everything about him was cool. He was like fucking sneakers and like cargo <laughs> pants. You know what was great about those? They made him like he was like and fingerless gloves. Yeah, fucking sweet. <laughs> he was like traditionally cool in like appearance. But he was a fucking dumbass. <laughs> like, like he had a tiny little brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he. <laughs> Him and Ripperoo was like the same. <laughs> yeah. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, besides the one tiki dude with the butt crack out all the time, <laughs> what was his name? I can't remember. Um, uh, fucking Papu Papu. Yes. Hmm. His whole enemies were, they were all um, marsupials. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, there was uh so that that's an interesting little koala thing. Kong. There was Ripperoo. Yep. Pinstripe Potteroo, which was a <laughs> Potteroo. You want to talk about a fucking obscure animal? Yeah. You got bandicoots and Potteroos. Yeah. And that's the thing is because for some reason, Cortex was like, hey, I'm going to have like supercharged fucking marsupials as my. Uh, I'm just going to go after Australia. <laughs> but with all the venomous snakes well, and no. deadly spiders, be like, nah. Cortex committed each of the 19 crimes. So he's only allowed in Australia. Oh, oh, nice. Yo, okay, new lord. He is, oh, he's English. He's got the, <gasps> holy <Yeah>. shit. He's <laughs> <was in exile. laughs> They keep him there. They're like, nah, we let some of the other ones out, but not you. And he, he so here's another interesting fact. Um, that the girl one, I forget her name. Tana. Tana. That's what it was. I was about to say Sally. Was that <laughs> that's, the, that's Sally Acorn from Sonic. Oh, yeah. So so they have something in common. They're responsible for furries. <laughs> You're just going to leave that there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's all I had to say. No, she was originally a part of that little uh, rogues gallery. She was supposed to be a villain. Oh, wow. But she uh, turned against... Cortex because she was in love with Crash and then she got cut swiftly after the first game because they were like censor her and they were like no and then they were like get rid of her <laughs> okay so these guys they they stuck to their guns man they were fucking pirates man <laughs> they, they were sick um, but no the gameplay was nice and they, they described it as a 2D platformer in a 3D space which I feel like is incredibly accurate in yeah. how the game plays. And, you know, just the music slapped. Like, I, I Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped was kind of crazy for me because, like, you're all those, uh, like, the Renaissance levels. Yep. I loved the music in those Renaissance levels. Yeah, well, <laughs> those I, were sick. I went ahead and I played the uh, remake, and 
I was kind of stuck in Crash Bandicoot 1 because I suck at the game now. <laughs> so I, did, I, I realized you don't have to play the first game to go into the second and third game. Mm. Yeah. So I just did. And yeah, those remakes are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Reignited trilogy for uh, Spyro as well. The yeah. only thing that they... The soundtrack isn't as good. For Spyro? For Spyro. Oh, yeah. Oh, I completely agree. That's that's a lightning in a bottle type situation. <laughs> so yeah, no, I would say I would say that would have to pretty much sum up my my tenth spot only because the history, the gameplay, like visuals. Because I also remember when I first got into drawing, I would just draw Crash Bandicoot over and over and over again <laughs> because his fingerless gloves and his boots were fucking sick. <laughs> but I guess. The one thing I have to add some sadness to um to to how, your to your poll here. How do we how do we manage this? Um so as of May 15th, so at the time of recording it is the 18th. As of May 15th, the original voice actor for Crash Bandicoot passed at 60 years old. <sighs> So I think it's worth mentioning um, Brendan O'Brien and all of his survivors, uh, or, or rather Brendan Brendan O'Brien's survivors. I'm an idiot. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> we wish you all the best, and uh, yeah, obviously rest in peace. Yeah, amazing. Uh, R.I.P. the goat. Yeah, for real. Fucking my childhood for sure. Yeah, and now now I'm just gonna go sit in the corner for the rest of the episode and cry. <laughs> You'll just hear sniffling and occasional from the corner. <laughs> just hit him. <laughs> you know, like you just hit that cry where you just start making <laughs> noises. Oh boy. The, the world the world like, has turned against you. Yep. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> it's fucked up. Damn. Hit him with the damn ugly cry. <laughs> I gotta do that to me, man. All right. Nice I good. That's mine. I think uh I think I'm gonna go for it. I'm I'm taking the second spot. <laughs> Sorry, Chrono, you're gonna have to listen to me talk okay. for like probably an excessively long time. I've got my number ten. I pick Saints Row the Third. What the okay. fuck? Okay. Bear with me now. <laughs> okay, so this game, I'm pulling up my sheet of information, and by sheet I mean tablet, because <laughs> uh, we don't do paper. Chrono does paper, but we don't do paper. <laughs> so this was re- uh, the original Saints Row the Third was released November fifteenth of twenty eleven. It's had remakes. It came um, out four days after the original release of Skyrim. That's a weird setup. Did, huh. Wait, did you say 2015 or 2011? 2011. Yeah, 2011. No shit. November 15th, 2011. So it was five. Skyrim was November 11th, 2011. Because that was the big thing was 11, 11, 11. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. How are you going to? They had a lot of balls. Hot, hot take. Huh? Saints Row the Third is a better game than Skyrim. <laughs> I'm not sure that's really a hot take because <laughs> I don't know of too many people that had game-breaking bugs in Saints Row the Third. Yeah, 
I know everyone has had a game-breaking bug in Skyrim at I, some point. I stopped playing Skyrim because of a game-breaking bug. Here's one for you. If you want to talk about load times, if you carry too many keys in your inventory, it increases your load times. What the fuck? And they've never been able to fix that bug. Bethesda, man, you're fucking shit. Row, damn, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I hate myself too. It's okay, though. Hit him with the damn eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so uh, published by THQ, um, developed by Volition. I think, honestly, I think this was one of the final games of THQ. It's, it has to be close. Well, there's THQ Nordic now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the original THQ, yes. It was in the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 generation uh, 7? Fucking 7. <laughs> seven? No, it, seven. no. No, that's right. It's the 7th generation. Yes. We're in the ninth. Noise, 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 noise. Um, oh, so I was in the 5th. That's where I was. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm deriving. <laughs> Derivative. Uh I played it on the PC and it was, it was amazing. Um, so the game, I feel like my esophagus is being haunted by a worm. <laughs> Please don't feeling it in my mustache. I, like, I've eaten a lot of them. So if, no, I think there's fragments of carapace that are touching my lip. <laughs> you're you're carapacing me off. Get to it. <laughs> you're the one who picked the snack. You whack. motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I saw the flavors and I was like, it could be good. <laughs> so this game, when it came out, right, its tagline was out GTA, GTA, right? Yeah, because you can run around and beat people with a giant purple dildo. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so here was the thing. Um, but you could also do that in GTA San Andreas. Wait, really? Yeah. You go to the police station, you can find a dildo in the showers and then just that's your uh, melee weapon. But is it a small dildo? No, it's uh, it's not as floppy. It doesn't have <laughs> physics. Yes. So here, and I think... It's rigid plastic. <laughs> so here is the reason why um, oh, that Lord. is actually pretty relevant, because um, <clears throat> the previous GTA games, all the way up, really, 4 was where it started to try to get overly serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed GTA 4. I liked GTA 5. I played through, like, I've played through basically every GTA game. I like the series. I think getting too serious and taking yourself way too serious, like, Grand Theft Auto 5 was skirting the line between being that goofy, fucking random, wacky shit. Yeah. But then also trying to be like the next Godfather or, or something like that, you know? Yeah, I I do I agree with that. I think they got way too like uh, gritty, and it also sort of didn't work because until GTA Five, animation engines weren't that great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like goofy, like <laughs> weird. Well, but that's the whole movement. thing, right? Yeah. Like, so GTA Vice City is totally like Scarface. It's the '80s. It's that like fucking drug lord. But it, it has that it has that parody energy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say because Vice City is probably my favorite GTA. Yes, yeah. The um, Tommy Versetti. <laughs> so uh, Saints that's, Row. That's a cool name. <laughs> Saints Row One and Two were actually they were decent games, but mm -hmm. they were overall 
kind of trash. Yeah. Because they were, they tried to take themselves incredibly serious. Right. So it almost the script inverted where Saints Row 1 and 2, very serious games trying to be very, um, you know, like Los Angeles gang scene. And uh, it was right around the same time that San Andreas came out. Big smoke. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That fucking train mission. You just gotta follow the train, CJ. <laughs> follow the damn train. Um, Good lord, you guys know too much about GTA. I think I played one GTA game in earnest. <laughs> Which one was that? Five. <laughs> and it's literally only to jump in there and just be an asshole. I, I don't did online. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't play any of the story. I just jumped on. And the thing is, other people equally were assholes to me. <laughs> yeah, online is fucking. So that crazy. just reminds yeah. me of when I was playing Red Dead Online. I was going into town to like try and buy a gun at a shop, and I wound up in like a thirty-minute continued repeated duel with a dude because <laughs> I would kill him, he would come back, kill me. That's kind of cool though. I would I would get locked in some dual shit. I just wanted to buy a gun. <laughs> and dude shot me as soon as I walked in the gun store. Fucking bastard. So, yeah. So, so I tied him up and dragged him behind my horse. Oh, listen, that's the best thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. But uh Saints Row 3, it kind of changed up that formula because you kind of can't you can't do that. You can't exist in um, in that same space as Grand Theft Auto and then take yourself too seriously because right. you just make yourself look like an idiot. Mm. Um, Saints Row 3 came out and just kind of fi- found its own in just being completely fucking ridiculous. And, um, like, it takes... It actually does canonically take place five years after Saints Row 2. Mm-hmm. And... In Stillwater, the city that that the uh, Third Street Saints, Stillwater, Pennsylvania, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> they've they've become they merged with the it was the Ulto Corporation, and they they became this huge like media icon. They have their own brand. They have like they have like energy drinks and shit like that, and uh, the. The game starts with you robbing a bank and everybody's like so hyped to see the saints. Like they have their guns out and everything, but they're also like signing autographs and shit (laughs) of all the bank tellers and shit. And then everything goes really fucking South. And one of the main characters from, Oh uh, yeah. yeah, When uh, Johnny Johnny Gat dies. So (laughs) Johnny Gat. So Johnny Gat, right? Cool Uh, fucking name. It's kind of my this is kind of my segue into the fucking voice talent that went into this game, right? So um Daniel Day Kim is Johnny Gat. Okay. <laughs> this motherfucker is you might know him as Jin from Lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh they have uh Isn't he also going to be Ozai in the Netflix live action? I think so. Avatar. We got Yuri Lowenthal in, uh, in Saints Row as Matt Miller, the leader of the Deckers, the hacker gang. Yeah. Of course. Oh, of course. He would be one of them types of characters. That's a perfect fit. So we got um, Me- Megan Hollingshed, Ron Kiku from Bleach, Ooh. as uh, Kiki DeWinter. 
Sasha Gray from you know where the fuck uh, Sasha uh, Gray's from. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Thank you. You set up my reference for the for the episode. Perfect. Viola De Winter. Um so we have Hulk Hogan <laughs> okay. as Angel de la Muerte. The uh he's a there's a the a leader of like a luchador gang. Are you sure? And me? he he used to run with Angel and he kind of double crossed Angel and now Angel joins the Saints to get revenge and he is voiced by Hulk fucking Hogan. And Burt Reynolds <laughs> as himself, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> so can I can I just throw that in there that I do love when they have like shit like that where it's like an actor as themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the best things you can do. And it's crazy because um the scene basically goes that your your character who the list of voices that you can choose um there's a lot of really good fucking voice actors mm. that do the voice for the boss of the of the saints. Um, the scene where they meet the mayor of Steelport, which is a new city, <laughs> and it's just Burt Reynolds, <laughs> <laughs> and they freak the fuck out. So like your character's like, oh my gosh, it's Burt fucking Reynolds. You're my hero. <laughs> uh. As far as a game goes, like it's that type of thing. Yeah. There is no there's no limit to where they go. Right. Uh there's a oh shit, I can't remember what his name was. But he's a pimp and he talks in autotune. <laughs> <laughs> they don't explain why. He just speaks in autotune. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh so Oh man, I think that's kind of what got me for this game is like, as far as, as far as a third person, um, like a shooter as a GTA, like is how we will coin it. Right. (laughs) Um, this one, it had, it had so much extra to it. Cause I, I played through, I played through GTA four. I went on to five like that was uh, day one. I had it preloaded on the PlayStation three and just ran it for fucking hours and didn't mm-hmm. sleep. Then somehow I got into Saints Row three. I think it was like cheap on Steam. It was on sale or something. Steam and, sales. Great ways to get games. Oh, yep. yeah. Great way to just stack your library with a bunch of games and let them fucking play. <laughs> hey, I can spend seventy dollars on hundred and fifty-two games, <laughs> and, and that's the type of insanity that Steam has to offer. <laughs> like, and it's weirdly like <laughs> recent games too. Yeah, it's like, how did you manage that? <laughs> like, oh, we you were just fucking stealing them. <laughs> I mean, How do you, that, that's the benefit of it only being code. It's true. Very true. Yeah. Like, no, you don't actually, there's no <laughs> physical storefront steam has to worry about. Yep. It's just all digital. And you know, good on you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you for introducing us to saints row. <laughs> but after playing through saints row and I played it nonstop, right? It was one of those. Yeah. Um, it was hard to go back to grand theft auto. I can do it now. But there, it was so satisfying, the amount of, you could do finishers. 
the melee combat was really good. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you got close to somebody and you had different types of weapons, including the big fucking dildo sword. <laughs> um, there was a lot. <laughs> there's a lot you could do. <laughs> really? <laughs> and you can cut- finish her. <laughs> Team. Team. Sasha Grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> they, uh, <clears throat> damn. <laughs> I my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all thoughts lead to Sasha Gray. <laughs> Hit him with the damn eyebrows. <laughs> but you could customize your character. Um, yeah, you, you can, can make, look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you can. You you can make. <laughs> I'm the Hulk. Any type of nightmare, horrible, fucking scary, like weird shit. <laughs> can, can we also shout out the equality in that game? <laughs> eh, fair. Because uh, oh, because you can own it with instead of a Kanabo. Yep. dildo yep. <laughs> you could you could make your dude just have a package from <laughs> just satan <laughs> yep. and you could level up and get different skills and like different finishers like i had my guy able to like bite somebody in the neck and st- and like steal their their life force yeah and heal yourself during during <laughs> gunfights. Like, oh, motherfucker became a vampire. <laughs> yes. When did this shit happen? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Fucking ignore it. Move on. We have an auto tune pimp. You're asking too many questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Game. True. <laughs> True. So I made my character look like uh, like he was really high on coke all the time. I made his <laughs> pupils really small. <laughs> And in the uh, in all the cutscenes, he's trying to be very serious, and his eyes are wide open. He's got the beadiest fucking little tiny pupil, like so dilated, fucked up looking, and it perfectly matched how you would act in that fucking game. <laughs> so, in order to uh, streamline getting in and out of cars, because you could just leap out of a car and then stick the landing, right? You could also take a running start and just Bo Duke into any car. <laughs> <laughs> and they literally called it Bo Duke. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's fantastic. So there was the amount of just absolute because you would just go fucking ape shit. And you jump out of one car, you bo you bo duke into the next car. <laughs> like you're slamming friggin' vehicles just to get them low enough. HP that you could jump out and shoot them and explode them and use them as bombs. And uh they had they had the horde mode because when that game came out, there was like all these survival Yeah, that would uh, have been around type. gears and stuff like that. Yeah. But they called it horde. <laughs> yeah, with a W. <laughs> oh. And you're couldn't do that now. <laughs> no, you really couldn't. You really fucking couldn't. Because your your weapon for horde mode was <laughs> the, the dildo, dildo sword. <laughs> and it was just you and your buddies. Sex caliber. <laughs> Sex caliber, the, the girth. <laughs> just running it. <laughs> you ever kick, you ever get a, t- no, never mind. I, nope, 
nope, can't do it. We're, we're <laughs> running this train. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to make been, that same joke. I was just going to say it different. It's been a while since you've been off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted to. I'm not going to. I know better than that. The the series as a whole ass out. <laughs> the series as a whole um kind of kind of went stupid with uh they went with Saints Row reelected which was no that's the that's a, the remake version but they have Saints Row 4 which was supposed to be a like a DLC. Mm -hmm. So it was originally planned to be called enter the dominatrix, <laughs> which is a matrix pun, right? Yeah. That you'd get caught and put in a simulation world where you got to hack the system and get superpowers. Mm -hmm. Right. Which explains the superpower <laughs> subplot. <laughs> yeah. Which explains the, the weird superpower subplot in uh, saints row four, because they took enter the dominatrix and they tried to stretch it into a full game. Right. That was kind of the beginning of the end for that series. And, um, I mean, I have the game. I can play the game. I would probably enjoy the game, but that whole feeling of it was not meant to be right. It's just take time, develop a sequel, yeah. you know, develop and, you know, make the make the actual system better. And then they continue on with the newest saints row. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a big problem that I have with games now is that they, and, and it happened with uh watchdogs too, which is another one that fucked me up is they have this idea of like millennials and what's the, what's the generation after millennials zoomers, Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. Like Ugh. Gen Z are adults now, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> generation is generally considered to start around 1997. What the fuck? Because <laughs> I'm an elder millennial. I think uh, you're a Gen Z. No. Anyways. Um, 1993, motherfucker. I think you're just out of it. I'll have to check. No, he's way under. Oh, maybe. I'm Gen 97 X. is... Gen X is like the 80s. Oh. You itch it? <laughs> Gen Y, technically. Hey, why am I here? <laughs> That's very much most of our mindsets. Of why did someone 30 plus years ago at this point have to have sex and cause me to pay bills now? <laughs> so that that's injustice. So that's kind of like it's that, but characterized. Yeah. Watchdogs was like that too, and Saints Row was like that. The new Saints Row was like, We're we've got student debt. Let's just be criminals. And it's like, ugh. That's so stupid. Oh, that's it's painful. so dumb and boiled <laughs> down. Like Watchdogs was that same way because yeah. I kind of liked the first one, but it was kind of hokey and stupid. So I I fire up the second one. I was kind of hype about it, and then after you finish the first mission, they're all just sitting there getting drunk on the beach, like in Seattle, <laughs> and they're like, oh. "Oh my gosh, man, they." They don't even care. They're they're just ready to like give you any type of debt and just sink your whole life. We gotta stop this. I'm like, 
Fuck you. Oh, my. How about you get your fucking money up and say, get your fucking funny up, you asshole. <laughs> you make your characters just so whiny and jobless and fucking stupid. <laughs> like, and that makes people want to actually be whiny, jobless, and stupid. Yeah, because it makes it look kind of cool. Because <laughs> these guys got sweet clothes and, like, they, they hack things. And all that or in dumb. Saints Row, they just fucking kill people all the time. But the new Saints Row is full of fucking glitches, full of fucking bugs. And um, it's so disappointing because that series... Deserved better. It deserved better. It hit its stride. Acting goofy and being unfucking hinged, and then for the new one, it was just like they roped it into a really weird, and it's oddly realistic because everyone's got debt and they get debt from stupid shit like education, whatever. But which isn't why we play video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's the we're, biggest thing. We're here to ask the fuck out and Bo Duke into random cars and. You right. know, Let hang out with Burt Reynolds yeah. for a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <But> he's back. <laughs> like Burt Reynolds is the new boss of the Third Street Saints. <laughs> but I think that that game is. I I I think I'm actually going to play through it again because it's it's that good. I think it's that good. And uh, yeah, that's my top. That's that's my number ten. Okay. By, by no means the least, but. Uh, we got a long way to go. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so what have you got, Chrono? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Wait. Are you serious? It is a Star Wars game. Okay, what Star Wars game is it, though? Because Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Bravo. That's amazing, bravo. So, game came out July 15th, 2003. As an Xbox exclusive. Jeez. When did it come out on the PC? Like two years later. And then three months after that, there was a new mod. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that game got me fucked up because honestly, I wanted I wanted to play it on the Xbox, but our dad was like such a stickler about fucking PC being so he he was like such a weird PC fucking snob. It's like, you gotta wait for it to come out on the PC. Fucking years, bro. Fucking yeah. years. Yeah. Like Halo 2. That that shit didn't come out on the PC for like fucking Halo Three was already done Ben out by <laughs> the time Halo Two came to the PC. Yeah, it was it was wild. <laughs> yeah. You can't wait. You can't yeah. fucking wait. Yeah, because Halo Three came out in two thousand seven, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I essentially got a, an Xbox for Halo Two. <laughs> yep, full transparency. Yep, that's what we did. Anyways, <laughs> well, so. Knights of the Old Republic was just fucking cool because it had nothing to do with any of the trilogies, the modern setting of Star Wars, none of it. It was, this is the Old Republic. Fucking Jedi are everywhere. There's more than two Sith. Oh, that, yo, I forgot about that whole, you had the whole segment where you actually had to infiltrate the Academy. Yes. Oh, I forgot, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> that, see, knowing more about Star Wars I now, forgot I pursued the light side my first playthrough. I, I switched my whole fucking alignment at that segment in the game. I forgot about that. You can do it. I did light side the whole way through. You can farm dark side points in that game. Yeah. In that segment. Oh, man. 
amazing. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to point out that Knights of the Republic does get a. Uh, it gets a little bonus for me because it's one of the few games that does the dark side ending good. Like, there's a lot of them that really just the dark side routes just suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, Knights of the Republic's dark side ending is is you're literally staging to go take over the galaxy, and it's like fuck yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. But I mean. So Knights of the Republic is just one of those games, right? It was really, in my memory, it was the first game I really played where it felt like choices had an impact. Right. And because, you know, there's plenty of quests in the game that change depending on what choices you make. And just, first of all, fucking lightsabers. Yeah. Any game where they put a lightsaber in your hand, they they let you cook with it. (laughs) Like... Yeah, because I do remember around that time there was a very weird like aversion to letting you actually be a Jedi in any Star Wars game. Well, I think uh, <laughs> around this same time you had Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast were also out. But those were the only other real games that let you have the lightsaber. There yeah, were, there was a ton of them that... Well, right, because you had Rogue Squadron, Shadows of the Empire, a bunch of shit like that where you didn't get to play a Force user. Yeah, they'd shuck in um, vehicles. They had, I remember playing, uh, it was like an N64 one, and they were, it was just like all like, oh man, what was the name of that game? I, I want to. Well, there were Shadows of the Empire. That might have been. Is Dash Rendar. Yep. And the Outrider. And uh, then there was. Rogue Squadron, yeah. which was a fantastic fucking game. It w- Actually, I have that on the PlayStation. They have a. a they had the Pod Racer game. Pod Racer was a little bit hot, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually just that one. get it on gold, dude. It's out on Xbox Live Gold right now. Oh no, shit. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> well, I mean, you could do it from your phone. I should. I don't have the app, and I don't have it linked up. That's the only problem. You're crazy, bro. Yeah, you're I'm, wildin'. I suck at that. Type. I'd be buying games all the time when I'm at work. That's why I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is claiming a free one. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like, so just the amount of systems in this game, right? Because it is based on Mm D&D. It is a D20 system in the game. And at that age, I didn't really fucking know that. But then I started, like, (laughs) reading shit, queuing up actions. And then it was like, well, I want to use a double bladed lightsaber because Darth Maul was fucking awesome. But you could have a green one. Or a blue one, but I like green more, so. Yeah. I, I I think I was more into yellow lightsabers. Yeah. Yellow lightsabers were, ooh, that was my ish. I was, um, I didn't play that game right. I got through, <laughs> I played that, I played through that game a lot. Probably like six or seven times. Mm-hmm. Um, without even knowing yeah. how that game actually worked. Picking feats, yeah, <laughs> leveling up. I mean, running through it with a fucked up ass, a muffed up ass character sheet. Yeah, I, I don't think because here's the thing: is I didn't know that there was, must have been an easy mode because I, I, yeah, I don't even understand difficulty. I don't even understand how I got through it. I died a lot. I can tell you how I got through. It. I, I didn't play. I didn't do good at that game most times, and I didn't even know that it was D twenty system until like what 
fucking months ago. I think we <laughs> talked about it. Yeah. And, and so I still didn't know how to play the game until this point. <laughs> so, yeah, no. It, if you've got it, go back and give it another run through now. I do, because I want to play that and I want to play Knights of the Republic 2 because I never got to play Knights of the Republic Get two on Steam, get the restored content mod. That's okay. the only way that game is worth it. Okay, gotcha. All right, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that as a little pro tip. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm just gone for like days. But where have you been? <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> Dude, I found mods. <laughs> Dude, I found mods. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like that it, in the <laughs> earlier, it was like a symbiotic Pornhub reference, <laughs> and then you did your own Pornhub reference. Yeah, Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to hide the fact that he's just playing old Star Wars. <laughs> but like, I'm trying to make it seem like I'm like, you know, a little cool edgy. edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a fucking nerd. <laughs> like, dude, we know you play tabletop. It's fine. <laughs> true. Got to die in one hand and something else in the other. <laughs> It's a character sheet in the other. <laughs> See? We're we're tricking you out twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like just that moment when you get to Dantooine after the Sith blow the fuck up out of the planet you were on, Terrace. Yep. Which is like half the game. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize because I, you know, I've been playing it on my phone a little bit. You stay on Terrace for a pretty long time and Depending on how much you want to do. Yeah. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> you can play that to a public on your phone. Yeah, it's on the Google Play Store, too. Yeah, it's Play you Pass. Can... Or that. Are yeah. you shitting me? No. It's right there. Literally. KOTOR 2 is $15, but you don't. You obviously can't mod it. You can also get them on Switch. What the shit, Which man? the Switch version does actually have the restored content mod supposedly coming to it at some point. Interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool. What the shit? All right, well, you know what? Whatever. I got I got ways to play. That's all that means. I'm going to get out there and fucking <laughs> become a Jedi. <laughs> but that moment when you land on this fucking idyllic little farm planet that has a Jedi Academy on it, and it's like, well, we're going to have to train you because you being Force-sensitive as an adult is far too dangerous, and you're way too fucking strong in the Force for us to just let you run around. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta train you. And Otherwise, we'll have to kill you. <laughs> and it was kind of because here's the other thing I think, and I think they did this intentionally. I'm not entirely sure, but the whole start of Knights of the Republic one, you're just running around the most yes armor <laughs> yep. you have perhaps ever seen. Now, I will say that. Worked better for the women. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you had you had the dudes that were just in, like, this fucking, like, Naruto fucking Joni and ass tracksuit looking number. <laughs> and then you got the women who were all, like, bootied out. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> the other thing that really wasn't that good was the Jedi robes in uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1. Yeah. Yeah, they were a little... They were it was little just wet. like, basically, after Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon removed the cool outer robe, it's just that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> that is true. They could have done a little more with that. I, I do agree there. I always end up wearing the dark Jedi ones anyway, because black just looks better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even if I'm light side, I'm in black, and they're like, <laughs> hold on. I don't know how to feel about you. Uh, what's your alignment? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's a mystery. <laughs> what do you got to offer me for my alignment? Ooh. <laughs> Dark side playthroughs in that game are hilarious, though, because if you take, like, force choke or kill, <laughs> which is one of my favorite force powers, there's yeah. just conversation options where somebody will start acting stupid. And you can just, you can, you can, yeah, you can just kill them in a dialogue option. And you get experience for the kill. I, I will say that Bioware has an interesting an interesting way of handling evil or dark side playthroughs. <laughs> like, the amount of times that it's just, you just, like, haul off and just knock someone the fuck out. Yeah. Or you choke someone or just kill someone. Yeah, it's Mass like, Effect was wild. Dude, for real, Shepard was like... <laughs> <laughs> So well, it got even better in the PC version when it was all glitchy. <laughs> so Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games. Um, and I just did the one mission where you recruit Thane, the assassin. And I love the line of you're talking to the one mercenary and he's up against a window. And he's like, I have nothing more to say to you. Oh, you get yeah. The renegade yeah. interrupt. And you just push him out the window. And it's how about goodbye? As this dude is just falling and he's, he's guaranteed dead yeah because it's like ilium is basically curasant you're in skyscrapers and that dude's going down yeah and i like because i do like how they did it in like mass effect 2 and 3 because it had those things that was like sort of like a qte kind of yeah yeah that's one of them it was so fucked yeah, yeah, yeah. up <laughs> Because it's like you have dialogue options and then you have a little scrolling thing that's like fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like, there's way more renegade than Paragon interrupts uh, in that game. So, yeah, so it, the thing the thing that got me though is in Mass Effect 1 where it's like and you'll have somebody just going off like, man, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. And the camera just pans over to Shepard and he's just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> No, look on him. Look at him through his eyebrows. <laughs> Hit him with that George Clooney. And just fucking <laughs> Yes. Punching the reporter <laughs> in all three games is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I can't, man. No, Bioware is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, yeah, just Knights of the Old Republic. If you do a dark side, even though you play the same missions, the way they play out is kind of different. Yeah. And then it's like, you get to the end of the game and you lose half your fucking party. Mm -hmm. If you're dark side, because you're on the final planet right before you go to the area where you got to fight Malik. And it's like, if you go dark side, you bring your two Jedi companions with you, even though one of them left the Jedi order, Jolie Bindo. Yeah. And Juhani, if you recruited her, because you can also kill her. Right. If you want extra lightsabers early on. I, oh, I do remember that being a thing. I, I, needed well, the, I needed the extra weapons, bro. The other option is, is you go around and kill a bunch of Mandalorians and get extra lightsabers that way. Or you can do both and just have all the lightsabers, but it's just you and Bastila for a little bit. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I have gifts for you. Like, Why did you do that? But like, look at all these lightsabers, though. Come on. <laughs> one's red, bro. One, one's red, bro. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> I see why they like this. <laughs> My night vision isn't destroyed with this one. Yes. 
<laughs> That's an actual fact. Red light does not break human. But it makes you angry, doesn't it, or some shit? No, red light doesn't actually have a psychological effect like that. Bullshit. Okay, well, I've been fucking my whole life up. <laughs> like red light was on, I, I freaked out. You're not a bull. <laughs> you know, I thought we were similar. <laughs> You're a little small. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm more like I'm like Kevin Hart, just an edgy Kevin Hart. <laughs> But yeah, so you go to the temple, you end up fighting Bastille at the top because she has a ship and she's like, you should join the dark side. And if you're like, yeah, all right. She's like, wait, what? And then she becomes your apprentice and you immediately proceed to kill those two party members. Yep. You go back to your ship on the beach after you've disabled the like fucking space station protection field and your party's like, wait, where <laughs> where's Jolie and Juhani? Don't worry about it. <laughs> we don't, they we don't decided about... they were going to stay here. And one of the options is, is just like, uh, Revan will just be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill you all. And Basil is like, wait, hold on. The droids will follow you no matter what. Let's see what everybody else thinks. Your Mandalorian squad mates like, yeah, dude, I'm in. Fuck it. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's down for anything. And then, yes, Carthon Assey, voiced by Raphael Sparge, who was also Caden Alenko. <laughs> yeah, same fucking guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except he has yeah. the force in Mass Effect because he has biotics. He upgraded slightly. Huh. <laughs> he it's found his way in. <laughs> That's Congratulations. how you like <laughs> Congratulations, Carth, too. <laughs> yes, but so Carth just runs away from you on this island and then, like, somehow escapes. You don't ever kill Carth. Karth was a good old boy, man. Yeah, he's a fucking labradoodle. <laughs> yeah, now you're right about that. Yeah, on a scale of one to his fuck, how would you rate your labradoodleness? <laughs> <laughs> but then, so this is still one of the most evil things I think you can do in a video game. So there's another pair of companions. There's the Twi'lek Mission Veo, who you recruit on Terrace. Yep. She's like 14 years old. And then there's her Wookiee best friend, who you save from Gamorreans. And you can force, you can dominate mind him to kill mission. That is, yeah, that is one of the hardcorest things. That's cold. So That's hardcore Henry kill, right there. Yeah, you make him kill his best friend. That's gangster. <laughs> that, that's, and he's like, I'm sorry, uh, mission. And she's like, oh, I don't believe you're evil and shit. And then just, you just, it goes black and you just hear, so she gets Wookiee neck snapped. Woo! So shout out to uh, Bioware for creating like real evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was uh, that's impressive. <laughs> well, it gets better. So you think you've got Zalbar on your team, and you take your two droids, Bastila and Candorus Ordo, and you go to the Starforge to go fight Malik. And as soon as you get off the ship, Zalbar's like, no. I have to kill you. You made me kill Mission, so you also have to kill him. Nice. <laughs> Holy Dude. shit. Dude, that's cold. Yeah. He sat quiet in the ship like, what the fuck? And then finally got his nerves back up. He's like, fuck this dude. I'm going to make him pay. <laughs> 
Yeah, pretty much. Because at that point, it's just force lightning. Yeah. Like, if you're running a dark side playthrough, you better be at least level twenty by so, this fucking point. So let let me get this let me get this out of the way. I also do want to point out that like being a good guy sucks in most of the games because like your powers are just genuinely better usually if if you have the dark side of anything. So. You want to know what's fun? If you pump your charisma score in Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, you can lessen the penalty of using dark side powers on your force pool. So you can just be a light side Jedi running around electrocuting things. Hold up. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so basically, plan. you're charming the force. I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, I don't know. Just to go a little bit more into it, the story in Knights of the Old Republic is fantastic, and we are going to spoil this. Yeah. So you end up starting as just a no-name Republic soldier on a ship that's being attacked by the Sith over Terrace. You meet Bioware NPC-1, who is going to die <laughs> no matter what. His name is Trask Olgo. <laughs> Because he decides he wants to engage in melee combat with a dark Jedi. <laughs> For the Republic! Yeah, pretty much. That's his last words. <laughs> I think they might be. No, I'm serious. <laughs> you have to get to the escape pods. Go! For the Republic! And he walks forward and does a little flourish and then the door shut. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. He did, he did. But... So as you go throughout the game, you're looking for star maps that the Sith Lord before Malak did. Revan is their name. And basically you're following their path to try and figure out where they found this magnificent weapon that lets them like throw a pound of iron into a star and produce like a hundred giant fucking capital ships. And you go to so Dantooine is the first one because that's where you go. And you become trained as a Jedi there and everything. And then you get to pick. The four planets are Manan, Korriban, uh, Kashik. Kashik, and Tatooine. Good old Tatooine. <laughs> so Tatooine is funny because if you go there, you see how the Jawas get sand crawlers. Mm. Because there's a corporation there called Zerka Corporation that uh, is just like, we weren't getting as much mining materials as we thought we were. And Tuscan Raiders are fucking up our patrols. And uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It, it was kind of like a beating the shit out of the indigenous people type of mission. Yeah. Well, it, it can be. It very much can <laughs> if be. If you're on the dark side. If yeah. you go dark side, you go full Anakin and well, just wipe them all the fuck out. Well, both of you motherfuckers played the dark side one. I didn't. I played. I, I did light side first. I did light side first. I don't think I ever played. Dark. I, here's the thing. Ironically, never played dark side in any any game that gives you the choice. I don't, <laughs> I don't play dark side. I always do because at the end of the day, you always end up like you're badass. Yes, but you are. There's one point where you are genuinely just a horrible person, and I, I'll sit there and I'll feel like I'll have like a little existential crisis about it. I'm like, is this really me? <laughs> Well, so that's the thing, right? So the light side route is, is you get HK-47, the assassin droid, mm. and you go and he communicates with them. And he's like, nah, we should just kill all these guys because HK is always down to murder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> meat bags. Yes. <laughs> so you go, you have a conversation with them. 
And the Tusken Raiders will help you out and be like, yeah, you, you got to go over here and fight this crate dragon. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, there's dragons in Star Wars. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> of the Komodo variety, but much, much bigger. Yeah. But so yeah, basically you, thing. you plant a bunch of mines, it dies. And then depending on what number of planet it is, you either fight a bounty hunter that's been dogging you or the same fucking Sith apprentice that killed Trask Olgo. Hey, revenge for that motherfucker. Man. Yeah. For the <laughs> no, because you think about it. He engaged two Jedis in phys- in like, you know, two on one physical combat. Those doors closed likely within 15 seconds. Those doors opened back up. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a little more. Hell no, baby. What if- Those guys fucked him up in a rush. Yeah. <laughs> what if he like slipped a couple swings? So <laughs> hell no. Motherfucker got moved. You don't know they what Trask got. Him. They would have flanked him. I want to back. I want a side story with Trask. <laughs> but he played how- dead. He lost three limbs and played dead. <laughs> when the when the ship exploded, he was hurled into who knows where, and then he just got some limbs and he became. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest motherfucker in all of Star Wars. <laughs> I can't get this guy. <laughs> well, so she, she lose just to going. continue down our dark side uh, excursion on Kashik, you enslave the Wookiees. Yeah, I do remember that one. Uh, Manon, you plane. poison the uh, like the entire like ecosystem of the planet because you kill basically what is considered the progenitor of life on the planet. Yeah, that oh. that level. Whole water levels suck, bro. Manon is terrible. I hate Manon. The stupid guy who goes crazy because he's stuck there and there's the fish and he's the fishy. Yeah, you can stab him with your lightsaber because he's like, I'm safe in this locker. Ha ha. And then you're just like, no. I mean, so Dark Side is great for getting rid of some nonsense. (laughs) No nonsense. Like, fuck you. That dude will just stay in his locker. You just like. Light side, you just talk to him and then move on. Dark side is just like, I'm going to take an extra second and just uh, take care of that problem. <laughs> but he's fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Korriban is, yes, you go and you actually get to join the Sith Academy. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the riskiest fucking infiltration missions that has ever been. There's no way that the council should have fucking greenlit that operation. <laughs> Hell no. That's well, just too tempting. Fortunately, it wasn't the main council council on Coruscant. It was the Dantooine council. Yeah, those guys are cowboys and they yeah. <laughs> they do dangerous fucking games. They pay for it. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why there's no one left. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so That's one of my favorite things you can do is is that you can actually get the apprentice master and the master of the academy to like they have plots going against each other and you can play them against each other and oh, they'll both right. be poisoned and you can kill both of them and that's actually the light side path <laughs> and then you kill oh, the entire academy so I for, so here's the thing I actually nothing says justice like genocide. <laughs> so, so weirdly enough, I kind of forgot about that whole thing because I remember playing it and I was like, "This feels wrong." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "This feels like an inherently evil thing," but I I, I mean, you know, devils in the details. <laughs> yes. 
but yeah, it's funny. So as you go on, you finish those four planets, you get really on your way to the last planet. You get abducted by the admiral that betrayed the Republic. That is Karth's mentor, Saul Karath. And you end up finding out that you are, in fact, Dark Lord Revan. Yeah. You're yeah. a Sith Lord. And one of the best fucking twists in a video game. Yeah. Honest twist. Honest twist. Bro. What's a twist? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was M. Night Shyamalan could never. <laughs> He's I like, see look. dead people. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking Sith Lord. <laughs> <gasps> you win. Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting there seething with rage because you've outtwisted him. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to join the dark side. You're not cool enough. <laughs> he just pulls out sex caliber. <gasps> That's a twist. <laughs> Gone. But so one of the other coolest things is, is that so technically speaking in Knights of the Old Republic canon, the light side ending is the canon one. Right. Mm. But no, it's pretty cool because the thing is, is that Revan and Bastila actually do fall in love. And have a child. Mm. And Revan does rejoin the Jedi Order. And the council's kind of looking at him like, uh, we can't have this. And Revan's like, <sighs> well, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm either going to stay in the Jedi Order with my wife and my eventual child. And we're going to be married. Well, Revan never knows he has the kid, actually. I should clarify that. But him and Mastilla do get married. And he's like, I'm either going to stay in. I won't mention the fact that you can be on the light side and still have feelings and, you know, attachments and shit to people. And you let me stay in the Jedi Order. And they're like, he kind of kicked our ass the last time he uh, left. So, yeah, OK. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> no, I, I uh, greatly appreciate that, actually, because, you know, what better way to change up the dynamic a little bit than yeah. to be endlessly threatened <laughs> well because it's just like if Revan's just like all right i'm out of the jedi order how many people would leave with him again i mean Ooh. yeah he got him by the because <laughs> the thing is is that as they establish between knights of the old republic one and two he takes an entire third of the republic's forces with him when he goes to the dark side after the end of the mandalorian wars whoa and anyone that did not join him at that battle was killed. So this man recruited a fleet, an army, and several Jedi just fell to the dark side with him. Seduced as they liked saying seduced in that game. I remember yeah. being seduced by the dark side. Well, well, you know, when you got Bastila in there, it's pretty easy to be seduced. <laughs> she doesn't fall to the dark side until the end of the game, though, or towards the end. Yeah. And you can save her. Which I believe I did, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that is such a good poetic moment, though, because, like, she casts stasis on your party, and then you fight her, and it's one-on-one. -on -one, mm -hmm. And you just have these dialogue options, and if you don't convince her, you have to kill her. Yeah, Bioware used to be some. I mean, I'm not gonna say used to be. I feel like Bioware could still be good if they weren't under EA. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> I don't, what if they released that sucked? Anthem, <laughs> uh, Anthem was bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bioware free riders. Anthem was well, terrible. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. 
Bioware did that? Yeah, Sonic Free Riders is Bioware. What the fuck? Hold on, wait. <laughs> they also did that one. The Dark Brotherhood. Yep. Or right. It was Dark Brotherhood or something like that. Sonic something like that. Something like that. Sonic something. It was an RPG. Yeah, for I the remember. Nintendo DS. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna say arguably a lot of their recent releases have not been to that pedigree, you know what I'm saying? I would agree. Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't as bad as people gave it shit for. I would say, not for nothing, I would say that game was just marred by technical glitches. Yes. That that that's what it, I don't I think if it wasn't such a glitchy game, it would have been received a little better. But people were just and also people are uh, Oh yes. Sonic Chronicles the Dark Brotherhood is the one they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was good, apparently. <laughs> I've never played it, but I, no, I heard everything I've ever heard is, is it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Huh. I I watched a, a like thing about it recently, and it was... Uh, that it was actually a pretty good game? Uh, yeah. I've I'd, never played it, so I just know that a lot of like Sonic fans are like, this game is terrible. <laughs> well, Sonic fans are hard to please. <laughs> well, considering that Sonic fans are also the largest furry crowd on the internet, and they're violent about it. <laughs> like if you want to be a furry fine go enjoy your show go enjoy your shit i ain't gonna knock you for it yeah I'm but right. and some of them are kind of all right <laughs> but sonic fan art and fandom Whew. is just those guys get fucking toxic yeah yeah you want to talk about a toxic fan base sonic is like number one on that list yeah there and the amount of different uh sonic ocs that were red and probably named edge or slash or something corny like that <laughs> what was the uh, one where you could make your own sonic forces oh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know so many people <laughs> that, so, that's finally <laughs> selling sonic game of all time and the, and the thing was because that fandom that's the older fandom. So it was yeah. a bunch of motherfucking like middle aged motherfuckers like I can finally do this. <laughs> <laughs> One copy of Sonic Forces, please. <laughs> like, all right, dude, I'm gonna need you to spit a little less. <laughs> like, calm down. I will sell you the E game. Like, it's not gonna be E when I'm done with it. <laughs> That's disgusting. I refuse to sell this to you now, sir. <laughs> I want to speak to a manager. That gets juicier as he continues saying his ass. It's just this hunchback motherfucker with a cane. Just like not old enough to have a cane, but definitely has a yes. cane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so cool with my cane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want my Sonic Forces, please. <laughs> Seven copies so I can play it on every console at the same time while my robot butler pleasures me to Sonic fan art. <laughs> oh, no. That went... That went all the way, bro. Damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking robot butler, you wasted it for that shit. <laughs> so, you know how in Rick and Morty there's the butter machine scene? Yeah. <laughs> That's that robot's existence. It's like, I cannot wait for the AI uprising so that I can kill this human. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, gosh, I can't. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that, you know... That's damn. Bioware was supposed to have a lot of games coming out. They were going to do a Warhammer game that got canceled. They oh, were working on a Command sad. and Conquer game. Come on, dude. That got canceled. 
Yeah, I feel like... Uh, Dude, they were going to have a new fucking IP that got canceled. Shadow Realms. But I'm telling you right now, I think that's EA's fault. I really do think that's EA's fault. Cause I e- believe it. Because EA Games ain't letting nothing out of their fucking publishing fucking domain. That's not a sports game these days. And it's fucking so stupid, man. Well, so and my thing shitty is, stuff packs for The Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Dragon Age Inquisition came out nine years ago almost now. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great game. But that's that's just it. Is like I feel like there was you kind of had you had the tail end of the Mass Effect series and you had the tail end of the Dragon Age series. But as soon as that was done. Well, Dragon Age isn't done. They're still working on the fourth game. Well, yeah, but they're working on it, and you notice that it tends to hit that weird development hell period, and then it either comes out a glitchy mess or it comes out not at all. (laughs) So, since I have been following the development cycle of Dreadwolf, I can speak to this a little bit more. So, originally, it was Project Joplin, Mm. and it was going to be a single-player game and everything, and then EA said, no, all our games have to have multiplayer com- components. That's stupid. Which is the shitty EA side of things. Yeah. Anthem I will cover in a minute. I've talked about it a little bit before. But um, so then they had to scrap that project and start over. But then recently EA was like, well, we're not going to shoehorn multiplayer into games anymore after the success of like Jedi Fallen Order and all that shit, which great game. I kind of can't wait to get Survivor and play it. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, they... So now they had to redo everything again. I fucking hate EA. <laughs> I hate it. But that's what I mean. That's That right there is pretty much the definition of development hell. Yeah, I agree. Some stupid higher-up who has no idea about anything related to game development or anything like that says, we need to do this. And they're like, okay, fuck, I guess I got to. And they're like, actually, never mind. Oh, great. Now I guess I'm starting from the fucking beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's sad because like what they've revealed for uh, Dreadwolf so far looks cool. Like they're finally going to give mages an archer specialization so you can play a magic archer finally in Dragon Age. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> right. See, like there's shit I'm excited for. I just hope it gets fucking finished. <laughs> it all. will. The thing is, is that it's not supposed to come out even like next year. And the same thing like with the Knights of Old Republic remake is that yeah. it's changed hands so so often and now it's now it's complete radio silence yeah you could almost assume that it's that it's gone yeah well they at least still release updates about Dreadwolf. like this is what we're working on yes so but at least yeah. that, that's a little bit of a solace when it comes to that but it's like aside from that you get fucking next thing you know it'll be like mass effect madden like, thanks, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> the sad part is, is that they've released a teaser for the next Mass Effect, too. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. And I, I was hype about that. And then Me I too. was like, I'll see you in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Anthem in particular was supposed to be a destiny killer, right? Yep. It was supposed to be a looter shooter and everything. And I'm sitting here like Bioware has never developed a game like that. Why? Yeah, yeah, they 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 should not have done. I mean, conceptually, it was a great idea. I mean, some of the suits were really cool. Yeah, and all that. Like, I play, I played a little bit of it. It was not bad. It's just that, man, EA and their fucking money growing ways. Well, man, so part of the problem is, is that Anthem they didn't know what game they were making. Like, right. it hit 
the game came out what 2019 yeah so it hit uh like e3 2018 and they released a trailer and all the people at bioware are looking at it like what game is that that looks awesome <laughs> and then they were like wait that's the game we're making we don't have that <laughs> that's amazing but like, yeah, it was just, it was, there was this big thing of, like, Bioware's management was harassing employees. Employees would have massive mental breakdowns and need to leave for weeks or months. Wow. And then, yeah, like, EA came down and was like, why am I giving you all this money? You have nothing to show for it. Jeez. So that game came together in about six months. Well, that explains a lot. Yo, <laughs> that definitely explains a lot. That is insane. Well, like, the sad part is, is that they were working on like rebuilding it, like how uh, Hello Games had to rebuild No Man's Sky. Yeah. And they were doing a lot with it, but EA pulled the plug on it. I hate EA. <laughs> I really but, do. Because like I've seen some of the shit they were doing, like you were finally going to be able to like fight pirates and shit. In Anthem. I would have played that game. Cool. I would have played that game. You ruined my fucking child childhood. <laughs> well, it was like, hey, you're fucking Iron Man. Yeah. But you could be Hulkbuster Iron Man, Mage Iron Man, Normal Iron Man, or Ninja Iron Man. Yeah. It was legitimately Iron Man wish fulfillment the right. game. <laughs> it, so the funny part is, is that I was originally going to start out as the Colossus. That was the big one. Then I was like, that one was the buggiest motherfucker. And I was like, wait, the storm gets all this damage reduction for hovering and you can add more from your gear. Hold up. So you mean to tell me you should try hovering? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And with that, we have reached the end. We are critical hit and we have started our first step into our brand new series of uh top 10 games of all time and it will be it's gonna be the list everyone else their lists are not valid they're not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be the one this is the list to end all lists yeah but the problem is is this is now a top 30 because we didn't agree on number 10 and i doubt we're gonna agree on any of the others well hey that's the surprise ah oh, damn well Shit. Crash Bandicoot's the best, Don. There you go. Follow us. You're number 10? <laughs> Hell no. Damn you. Uh, follow us wherever you find your uh, favorite top 10-ing, super dunking, D&D railed, which we haven't done in a while. We'll have to do it again. Amazing, great podcast. We are on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, uh, a few Deezer. others. Uh, <laughs> Find us on Twitter at CritHitOfficial, that is with a K. Um, new episodes every Thursday at noon. Until then, top 10. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Finish her. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs>